This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where Billy and I tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future experience with it. Today's topic was phones. Please enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Hey, welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafuri. And I am Adam Lustig. And this is episode 29. Almost at our dirty 30s. Oh, dang. Almost there. Speaking of which, Adam. Yes. I just saw you in a trailer for a movie. Oh, Dirty 30, perhaps. Yes. Um, if you've listened to the No Joke Podcast uh, about half of our episodes ago, I don't know, call it maybe like episode 18. Something like that. Maybe even 11. We did an episode about travel. Yes. Um, with the internet's own Mamrie Hart. The ineffable Mamrie Hart, who's a dear friend of ours, all the way back from our comedy in New York days. Yes. And is hysterical. And she co-wrote this amazing movie uh, called Dirty 30 that I think is coming out late September. Right. I think it's going to be like a limited theatrical release, VOD, obviously. And then they did some deal where it's the DVD is going to be sold exclusively at Target. Okay. They like have some situation there. Okay. Target owns a little bit of you now. Something like that. Yeah. Um, it's Mamrie Hart. It's Mamrie. It's Grace Helbig. That's right. And, and it's, it's Hannah Hart. Right. The three of them are this sort of YouTube triumvirate of, of heroes. Yeah. They're really, really the sweetest gals. You know, Mamrie has, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of fans. Truly. And YouTube followers and Instagram followers She's and Twitter rich. followers. And sometimes people are like, like, who did you sell your soul to the devil to? She's so funny God. and so talented. That is like one clear example where it's like talent should breed success. Truly. And Mamrie Hart is so talented. She deserves everyone's respect. We love you, Mamtown. Yeah. Yeah. But that movie is called Dirty 30. Dirty 30. Yeah. yeah. It's coming out. I think the the plot is that it Mamrie plays the lead character whose name I think might be Kate. It's her 30th birthday party. Her friends are throwing up a big party. I think it's going to be this like... You know, Mamrie, it, they, I think they deliberately wanted to be this throwback to, like, the one house party type movie, can't uh-huh. hardly wait genre of movie. Uh-huh. Like, the one crazy party that night in that one house. Fine with it. Seriously. Okay, so this isn't exactly can't hardly wait. Have you ever seen the movie Clueless? Oh, of course. Okay. I just saw Clueless for the first time. That's That's... That's something. Yeah. So my girlfriend, I knew like the rolling with the homies. Oh, yes. I don't know why I knew it. Yes. Because I mean, I I never I didn't have the reference to it. I yeah. just knew that it came from Clueless yeah. and we were singing it. <laughs> my girlfriend at the time was 13 or so right. living in Southern California. Big time. When that movie came out. It's like her life. She and her mom loved to shop. So there was a lot of elements about this yes. that was very exciting. Yes. For her. Movie is really good. It's so funny. It's really airtight, and in moments where it could show it being dated, like, uh, you know, there's a time when, like, a guy gets a little overly aggressive with her in a car. She, like, stands up for herself in a modern way, yeah. and it's like, okay, good. They didn't cheapen this character, even though it was written 20 years ago. Alicia Silverstone's character, yep. Cher. I gotta go back and say, Cher? That's yeah. her name is Cher. Yeah, her friend's name is D. Yes. Awesome movie. Truly. One weird thing I took from it. Yes. And I'm wondering if anyone else who's seen this movie felt this same way. Mm-hmm. Because I asked my girlfriend, it's her favorite movie, yep. and I said, at any point when you were a child or an adult, did this one aspect of the mm-hmm. movie ever come up in your mind? I'm she curious. said no. Okay. Okay. So, look, I'm going to spoil the movie now, guys. I think that's how, It's about 25 years old. Right. That's it's, fair. I think that's how it works with movies. It's the five-second rule with food, and it's the 20-year rule with movies, that's right? right? The statute of limitations for spoilers has passed. Right. 
Okay. We can spoil. Spoiler alert, they have a clue. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She, Alicia Silverstone, uh, is a matchmaker. She wants a lot of people in her life to be happy. Right. One problem that she suffers with is finding love for herself. Okay. You must know yourself in order to know how you can be loved and how you can love. Well said, Bill. This is something she needed to learn throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. Her love interests vary throughout from the guy she clearly shouldn't be with, uh, you know, like this loser here and like this guy, what was his name? Like Elton. He was like kind of the stud and he was like, our families are both successful, so we should be together. But she knew it wasn't him. Oh, that's right. And then there was like the cool guy that she liked, like the new boy in school. Right. He turned out to be gay. That's right. That guy. Really well dressed like her and like she thought this was going to pop off. I loved his like rockabilly vibe. Oh, yeah. Like a 50s. James Dean. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Very cool. (laughs) Yes. Um, what was happening that summer was that her father, the, the dynamic of her family is that her mother passed away. Right. Her father raised her as a single dad. Played by the amazing Dan Hideo, one of my favorite character actors ever. That makes sense because I said he was my favorite in the movie. One of the best. There was one scene where his only line was, get out of my chair. <laughs> and it was my favorite joke from the movie. <laughs> yeah. He is a lawyer. Overworked lawyer. Right. He got married to a woman who I think he then since divorced. Yes. That woman had a son. That son was played by Paul Rudd. I remember vividly. He was also going to be a lawyer. Yes. And what was made clear very early on is that you can divorce your wife, but you can't divorce their children. (laughs) They're still still your son in some capacity. Yes. So now he's spending an extended uh, extended amount of time at the house helping him with this case. Yep. Okay. He's totally not the guy that Alicia Silverstone should be with. He's kind of a brainiac. He's from NYU. Yes. He reads Nietzsche, and she's, you know, clueless. And he's smug about her life. He is judgmental of her lifestyle. He thinks she's like a cheap, weird, why do you care so much about clothes? Totally. He's fully judgmental. Exactly. Yeah. She's also his stepbrother. Right. Okay. So. I guess that's true. Thank you. Yeah. And like, I confess, I could go through the details of it, but she's also his stepbrother. What was said once or twice in the thing is like, you're so not my brother. You're not my sister. And that's it. By the end of the movie, they realize that they love one another. And, like, the moment before the end of the movie, they're making out, and they even show side tongue when they're making out. Side tongue. And it was just like, okay, I know that they're not blood, but but still, when they were introduced first and foremost, it was under the pretense of, meet your new brother. Seriously. Family. And I asked Marina, my girlfriend, I was like... Did this ever feel weird? Because when you see them kiss, she was like, it was the most romantic thing. It's like, that's it was, brother and sister, though. It was so incestuous <laughs> yeah. to me, and I couldn't get past it. Yeah. But, I don't know. Uh, seems like the rest of the world got past got it. Got past it, yeah. No that, one talks about how, in the end of the movie, the brother fell in love with the with stepsister. The stepsister, yeah. It is a funny thing. I feel like you're allowed some wiggle room there when it's not biological blood, brother, sister, but all the same. I agree with you. In sort of recapping what that mo- how that movie actually resolves itself, yeah. she falls in love with her stepbrother. Look, I'm not saying I could have written Clueless, but if I did, yeah. I probably wouldn't have made it so complicated where he had one dead wife and one ex-wife who we never met just so that we could bring some handsome guy into the house. Oh, that's interesting. He could just be an overworked lawyer who brought in an intern that intern is a lawyer he would have nothing in common clerk, with alicia silverstone right but they kind of made it a little more complicated by saying kiss your stepbrother yes do you think that i mean like i kind now that we're sort of talking about it maybe that was part of the fun of that like the twist of that movie was that like the l- very last guy that you expect her to be with for all these reasons a their personalities are like right. oil and water and b they're related right the so b like maybe is that the was... hard one to get past the b, i know I in know. what reality have you ever been like oh but check this out you're going to love this couple because <laughs> yeah, they're, they're brother and sister. Yeah. It's like, mm, 
I need to work through that. Yes. Yeah. Another fun thing about Clueless, which 20 years ago, it's like you just don't remember exactly what was happening then. Right. The cell phones. They, oh. They had, like, the rich, super rich yes. would have the Zach Morris cell phone. In that movie they did. Yes. Oh, I don't think I specifically recall that, but of course that makes sense. Because we're talking, like, 94. Right around there. Like, 94, 95. Right. Yeah. Um, that was amazing. And the cell phones were great in that. And why not segue into what our topic of the episode is today? Phones. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. Everyone's Except, got one. Everyone relies on them like it's a, in a limb of their body. It's the most important thing that you carry on your person. Billy and I are doing everything we can right now to resist looking at our phones. Right. Just in life. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk phones, Adam. Yeah. So they had big clunky cell phones in 90s Clueless. Of course. Cher had one. All her friends had them. Yes. Except for Brittany Murphy. Rest in peace because she was like the from the other side of the tracks. Yeah. She was from New York. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. God. There was nothing subtle in Clueless. Jeez. You were either from, you were either a big broad stereotype from California, or you were a big broad stereotype from New York. And sometimes it didn't even matter who your character was. They were like, ah, eh, just make him New York. Point in case, she went on a driving test, and the driving oh, guy, you would assume, lived in California. Except when he was, she was like, "How did I do?" He's like, "You're crazy! <laughs> like you don't, you're doing everything wrong here." And it was just like, "Is that a Santa Monica accent?" <laughs> Like, Jesus, kid, you're going to kill me out here. That is hysterical. Her father was the same way. Get out of my seat. But it was just like, what cabbie is your father? That is so hysterical. I forgot what, who it was that made this observation. Maybe I'm just like echoing or parroting someone. But someone said that like, maybe it was you, that uh, all like in those Mucinex ads, like whenever like uh -huh. we need to anthropomorphize like goo or like phlegm or yeah. like boogers, it's always queen. Like always a thick. Bensonhurst. Always. Yeah. What? There's like default to Bensonhurst. I'm bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> like all bacteria is from East New York. When you don't scrub the back of your heels, <laughs> you're gonna meet me. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. It's so I know that we're sort of immediately veering off cell phones, but there's something about the New York accent. I think that it it it's it represents a lot for people. I feel like you and I, maybe you specifically, take it for granted because that is our home. That's your home dialect. Okay, you know what I mean. So it's hard maybe to see the forest for the trees. But it really was alerted to my attention when there was like you know all this uh, Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. They were like these got like part of their appeal, quote unquote appeal is that both of those men have like thick. Thick New York accents. Right. And what that projects to the rest of the country is like a no BS, tell it like it is. It's right. like it's emblematic of a personality. Right. Which I think is so funny that accents can truly become representative of an entire treasure trove of character traits. Right. That may or may not be accurate to the human being. Totally. But the accent literally says it all. You're right. But that Brittany Murphy accent in that movie was like Miss Adelaide from Guys and Dolls. I right. She was like so cartoonish like this, I remember. That's right. It was like that. Yeah. It's like not a real. Realistic accent. Nothing subtle and clueless, and that's what made it so fun. Yes. Um, no joke podcast, first act, rotary phones. You know what the real old phone was that, like, to me? So we had rotary phones, and then there was, like, the portable phone. Yeah. And if you had a portable phone, you probably also had, like, central AC you in your house. You were balling. Yes. Yeah. They always had, like, the. If your family had a portable phone early on, you could trust that you had young, cool parents you know, in some capacity. You had Genesis and N64, probably. But you know the one phone. As a kid, that I knew still wasn't cool, hmm. but if you had it, something was going right in your life. Yeah. The car phone that was like tacked. 
flat into the floor. Oh, my dad had one of those. He hated it. And you like weren't like allowed to use it. <laughs> it was like it was meant to not be used. I was like under the impression that if you picked that phone up, like the oceans would drop seven <laughs> feet. Like it would just be ruining every natural yeah. resource. This would cost us seventy five dollars if you just hit the pound button. It's so true. It's like yeah, exactly. Like they would have to repossess your house. Like that's how expensive it was to make one car phone. Call. And it, like varied from like it wasn't just luxury cars. Yeah. It just seemed like if you wanted to put like a cinder block in the middle of your car. It seemed that heavy and weighty. It might as well dial a number. Yes. Your parents had car phones? No. 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 My parents had a light blue Volkswagen Golf. Mm -hmm. Like a blue ladybug. Yes, ma'am. There basically wasn't even room for a phone. (laughs) There was barely room for soccer cleats in that car. Yeah. And then we had the... The Hyundai Elantra. Yeah. Got you everywhere. Phoneless. Phoneless. Yeah. I didn't have uh, roll-down windows in my family car until I was in college. Wow. So, I mean, like, we went... You mean power windows? Power windows. Right. Yeah, right. We cranked. Crank Scafuri raised my family. Oh, stop it. Yeah. We cranked for a while because we had Volvos uh, and like Toyota Corollas growing up. And yeah, we were cranking. Yeah. We were cranking. Right. Um, now, you, I always thought that it was like luxurious. And I was always in such awe and envy of my friends who had their own phone line. I oh. remember that being like a thing around our age growing up. It was like, if you had your own phone line in your bedroom, I was like, you're an adult. You're the coolest. You're rich. Yeah. you. That's an embarrassment it's of riches. Literally. First of all, you have have your own private line to call girls. I was like, you're 15, you have your own phone? It's like having your own house. Yes. Might as well have, have like have your own house. Because when you're like 13, 14, at least us before there was texting, it's like, I don't know about you, but if you were dating someone in like 6th, 7th grade, you either didn't talk to that person at all, right? or you had... <laughs> seven-hour phone calls every single night. That's right. Where you would, like, pull the cord, like, through your bedroom door so that no one's like, could hear you, and then you would just sit there talking to Megan Schnabel for hours. Forever and ever for and ever. For hours. Right. So your, your family had a one singular phone line. We were your basic family. Yeah, us too. One boy, one girl, <laughs> one phone line, two cars. You know what is a distinguishing factor between those who had it all and those who didn't? Yes. We didn't. The second freezer. The second fridge. Oh, please. The basement freezer. We've talked about this, Adam. Come on. You, if you have the audacity to say that you don't have snacks because you looked in one cupboard in your big house and there was nothing, but you had frozen burritos and samosas and ice pops downstairs or like 48 pack of Capri Sun just like waiting for you. There were those families who had their fridge and had their freezer, but in their garage or their basement, they had a second huge wealth of snack foods, Seriously. frozen snack foods? Seriously. Come on. I have no sympathy for you. You have all the snacks in the world. You're living in Snacklandia. That you have fa- a second freezer. That family also had a second phone line. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Now, the girls that you were calling in sixth and seventh grade, they had their own phone lines? I never really was too concerned with who was going to pick up. <laughs> when I was a kid, and I, th- <laughs> I, I, I always said, because my parents raised me to do this, Hello, Mr. or Mrs. Blank. This is Billy Scafuri. Is Blank there? You said full name, Billy Scafuri. Yes. And I think that that can diffuse any sort of like mucinex father, like, Julie, who's this kid calling you? You're in sixth grade. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I you think that like a nice young man. Yeah. I think that like that just like diffuses it. It's like, well, I know his first and last name. I know <laughs> enough about him. I'm going to let my daughter talk to him for the next seven hours. He offered up. <laughs> <laughs> he offered up that information. I didn't even have to ask who his parents were. This is Billy Scafuri. Son of Frank and Marianne. Exactly. Yeah. It's Joey home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was just routine over and over and over again. Yes. Phone etiquette. It was huge. Phone etiquette. Yeah, I remember having like 
even now I'm not the cr- I'm not so crazy about about the phone and talking on the phone. Okay. Um, I mean, like I I definitely had the seven hour marathon conversations with my best high school friends, and of course, obviously, who didn't? Right. Just like after just having left them at school at three fifteen, hopping right on the phone with Sean or Nicole at three forty five and talking till eight. We would live. We could easily meet at a park. Sure. We were just hanging out two seconds ago. Sure. That's when the phone just feels like a lifeline. Yeah. You need to keep that going. That sounds like the right way to be a child. Yeah. Right. Yes. But I do remember the old phones, like, when it just started clicking over. And we'll talk about this more in the second act. But when, like, Nokia started showing up. And you could play Snake. Whole new ballgame. And it was like, oh, I might be staring at this thing for the rest of my life. So we're going to go into the second act after we play a song. Um, another old song of ours, Adam. Yeah, let's do it. It's called Move to the Garage. Yes. We featured Clayton, uh, Clayton Early yep. last week, or at least on Tuesday's episode, In the Jam. That's right. This is him again singing three-part harmony throughout. A little bit of auto-tune. A little There's bit. A, a lot of fun in this song. Super fun. If it seems like it's two macho dudes saying something about like their girlfriend, don't overthink it. It's a big dumb song. Yeah, we were just trying to be goofy. Yeah. This is Move to the Garage. Enjoy. Hey fellas, so you're living with your girl now, she's getting on your nerves, no need to break up, just tell her, move to the garage, so we can have our own space, I could take the bedroom, I can help you move rakes, so you have a bedroom, so you have your own place, place where the car goes, now you got a roommate, we can hang a curtain, but there aren't windows, so we skip the curtain, cause there aren't windows, but we won't skip on a promise that we made a long time ago, that you gotta go Move to the garage Move to the garage Move to the garage Move to the garage It will be that hard Sleep in the dark Move to the garage Move to the garage Just move to the garage Get a futon Get a George Foreman You can grill some food on There are a couple outlets If you need some power Yeah, you can use the hole. If you need to take a shower If you wanna read There's a box of flashlights You got a mini fridge Full of diet sprites You got all the board games Like Monopoly You can guess who Or you can roll some Yahtzee Hungry Hungry Hippos Or Mall Madness And there's a weird game It's kinda like Tetris Yeah, it might even be Tetris I know you like Tetris And once you're good with that We'll work on getting you a match or Tetris. They say familiarity breeds contempt. That's what I'm trying to avoid, as you can probably sense. And we can still talk, we'll just talk through the vent. Either that or you can sleep in a tent. Move to the garage. You know I don't mean that, girl. Move to the garage. I would never put you in a tent. Move to the garage. All the weather. Move to the garage. Bugs. It will be that hard. You deserve a safe place, baby. Sleep in the dark. With a roof over your head. Move to the garage. Move to the garage, move to the garage, move to the garage, it will be that hard, sleep in the dark, move to the garage. 
That was our track, Move to the Garage, featuring our dear good buddy Clayton Early on the vocals from our Network Takeover album, available at snakesmusic.bandcamp.com. Go grab it for $0.00. And zero cents. That's right. We encouraged everyone on uh, Tuesday's episode to uh, get in touch with us. Yeah. Let us know what they think about the albums. It, we will continue to encourage you to do that. Yeah. We want to know what you think about our musical, uh, our catalog, our yeah. discography. Yeah. What you like, what you don't like, preferably what you do like. Yeah. <laughs> Snakesmusic.bandscamp.com. That's right. It's the type of thing where if we hear motivating feedback from people we'd be that much more probably likely to go back into the studio yeah. and make another album right now that's not that easy for us that's true we're not the musicians necessarily yes. we're not the producers necessarily yes and we haven't done that with a lot of people that's true we've talked about mike perkillo yep. aka rich royce basically the third member of snakes the man who made the magic we've never not only have we never really worked with other producers, we've never really wanted to work with other producers because when it's that symbiotic in the relationship, when you can almost know what the other one's going to do, right. that's your guy. Yeah. So it would require us yeah. to fly to New York to spend, call it a weekend, call it a week, whatever it would require, yes. to make another album. Yes. If you guys think that that is a worthy pursuit, let us know after listening to our previous music. Maybe it'll be be better please do i can tell you right now that i'm sure he's listening our our mutual friend jesse is called me on the phone and talked to me for maybe 45 minutes last week about how he demands that we put out more rap music and that's awesome yeah i as a, <laughs> he as demands a, it i think that as any artist if, if somebody ever came to you and said i demand more that is the highest honor yes that it's meaningful to that person they it excites them yes and artists need to hear that yes yeah um super special shout out to coleman uh coleman brand tense yes who we, we referenced in the song yes. really good quality waterproof tent yes <laughs> as evidenced in the bridge of that song <laughs> yeah. there's some really good tents. really good tents. sometimes a tent can be nicer than a house like a waterproof or coleman, coleman. <laughs> exactly yeah it's a silly time that we had we don't have ads on the show but if we did I yeah. would be thrilled if Big Coleman came through. It would be my honor. Yeah. Coleman the tent brand or Derek Coleman the NBA star. We could do a podcast inside a tent. That would, <laughs> would that change anything? No. <laughs> no. But could we call it inside the tent? Absolutely. And as we've said, <laughs> podcasts are really just fun excuses to name Pick stuff. Come up with names. Yeah. That's the ticket. So look, if we asked if you knew anybody in the IOC, the uh, Olympic Committee, yes. last week. Yes. To ask them to get in touch with us. Yes. If you know anybody who works at Coleman. Let us know. Or another prestigious tent company okay we might just pod inside the tent we love tents yeah that you could be our tent pole advertiser come do you know on. what i'm saying it's like in a way we have fun with words and that's a great joke imagine <laughs> if you said it inside the tent it would be amazing good god <laughs> while touching a tent pole oh, that'd, that'd be, be really amazing so uh, we're talking about phones yeah we are talking about phones but if we are talking about tents that reminds me of something adam yes um <laughs> material goods yeah uh, a tent is one. Yes. And we've been doing the podcast now for 29 episodes. Yeah, this is number 29. We're starting to think that why not give some stuff out, yeah. sell some stuff, brand. Absolutely. So we're considering doing merch. Yeah, we want to put some merch out there. Yeah. Um, HeadGum already has some really awesome stuff like sweatshirts and t-shirts and water bottles and things of that ilk. And yeah. we want to do that for ourselves, for our own podcast. Right. And so maybe baby steps. Yes. This is what we're considering. Yeah. Shirts, long sleeve, maybe yeah. hoodies. Yeah. And mugs. Mugs for coffee or tea. Yeah. We're not trying to, we are trying to, but we don't know how yet to change the game. Yes. We'd love to change the game. We want to be game changers so badly as much as we want to be tent dwellers. Right. 
but we've just never done merch before, yeah. so we don't know the game. That's right. So, if you are interested in, if you would buy a shirt, if you would buy a mug, yeah. if you would want to spill coffee on the shirt with the mug that you bought. Which is what we will absolutely be doing. We might be able to find a little combo deal. Yeah. We can call that the Spilly Scafuri combo that's deal. That's really good. Pre-stained shirts. Yes. Pre-stained. Okay. <laughs> so... If that's a good idea, because we don't really know what's a good idea, yeah. we say it and then hope that you guys respond. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah, I'd buy a shirt. Yeah. Okay. What kind of merch that you'd want to see? Because, yeah, we are going to start firing up that machine and get some fun material goods out to you guys. Yeah. Maybe even a phone case for your phone. Okay. Perhaps. And we're back. And we're back to the topic at hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we definitely want to do that. Yeah. So it's the it's the podcast this week is about phones. Yes. It is the second act. Yes. We got to talk about. Phones. Well, yes, and you were saying before we broke that, like, the transition from rotary, home phone, to cell phone. Now, when did you, Billy, get your first cell phone? Well, okay. I'm sorry to keep rewinding, no. but again, we come up with these show topics moments before we go on air. Right before. And we said, what about phones? And you said, well, you did have a beeper. <laughs> and that got me so hyped yeah, yes. that I was like, we need to talk, talk about, about that. Okay, yes. So very quickly, middle school, I had a Motorola pager. Dang, Bill. Motorola two-way pager. Okay. So you could, uh, if you were slick enough, you could literally almost text back. Yeah. And that set me up for a life of uh, digital relationships. Amazing. I just want a little bit of context there. You, all of your friends already had them. Whose idea was it? This is your idea. You went to mom and dad and were like, can I have a pager? Oh, good call. Like, oh. I just need to know how that came to be. If you watched In Living Color and you were from <laughs> Long Island yes. and you were 14 or 15 years old, you idolized certain hip-hop trends, one very much being the beeper in the drug dealer's pocket. Hilarious. Okay. Negative connotation. So... I had to think, well, what could I tell my parents? Why can I, how can I explain to my parents that I need a beeper even though I'm not a drug dealer? Seriously, do beepers appear to be only for drug dealers or doctors. doctors. That was it. <laughs> Correct. So I told my parents, I went up to my room and I spent all day putting together a list of reasons why I would like a beeper. I and and, I, was, see that list. I, and I was paying for this beeper. I was not going to be asking them. But I could tell you that the I knew that what was going to unlock my parents in this conversation was you'll have more access to me. Get in touch with me whenever you want. Exactly. It'll be super easy for you to get in touch with me. Yes. If I'm late from practice, whatever. Look past what Biggie Smalls is doing with the beeper. Please. Think about what Billy Smalls could be doing Very with good. the beeper. Yeah. Or Dr. Feinbaum. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they were convinced. And then we went to the beeper store, and it was crazy because the beeper store. they had just pager stores <laughs> oh in Long God. Island. And, you know, and people were buying them, and it was very expensive. Some yeah. beepers would cost $3.99. What? $3.99. Oh. Because you needed to get the $19.99 a month plan. Huge money. Seriously. Back in the day. Yes. $20 a month. Oh, that's and, interesting. So the physical thing itself is four bucks and cheap piece of plastic. Exactly. But for the because, access. Exactly, because they want you to get subscribed to yes. the service. Yes. As far as I was concerned, done. Done. Now I could get all of these beeps yeah. from all of my friends at all the times. Yes. And look, I know we're supposed to be talking about phones, but very quickly. It relates. The coding within the beeper world yes. in the late 90s was so crucial. Beeper vernacular. It literally was its own language. Yes. So there was the best, the, basically the best one you could get is 143. I love you. That is the amount of letters in each of those three words. That's sweet. So if you thought that a girl might be crushing on you or something like that, and then you got the 143 with her soccer number or her just her phone number, you were now married. Amazing. You're middle school married. Amazing. There was also the 911. Now that isn't 
while it is uh, related to what 911 actually stands yeah. for, which is an emergency, right. that was also just call me now. Exactly. But if you got any sort of combination of 143911, that meant that we were in love right, right now. now. Help me. So I'm, you on, kind I'm of, on fire with love for you. And if you want that information, you needed to pay the 1999. Yes. Because there was no real way for another middle schooler to be that emotionally capable of coming up to you and be like, I love you. Yes. I'm Jamie. Yes. Now, forgive, I never had a beeper, and I feel like I have a muddy understanding of the actual function of it. So you, if you wanted to be- You call the number. Right. And uh, when it came through, it would go beep, 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 and then you could hang up. And now your phone number was Comes going- Yes. Got it. But during the beep, 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 if you typed in things after that, that would also be included. Got it. It would be like, from this number- Here's the message. Was there a limit of how many characters you could enter into your beep message? I think so. But there wasn't that much. It was only right. numbers. Yes. There was no words, so you couldn't be too wordy, yeah. which is why 911-143. If you got a 187, you were like, did you just kill a cop? Yeah, like, did you murder somebody? I think you're just watching Snoop Dogg Yeah, videos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. You're just saying your favorite three numbers. Had a beeper all the way through high school. Wow. Until it was – it just – you had the clip hanging out of your pocket. You were the man. So sorry. You were the beeper on the outside of the pocket. If I were looking at no, you, Billy – No, beeper inside, but you had the beeper clip. A little clip would just – Whereas dads, years later – Oh, boy. Got, got – <laughs> The cell phone belt case. Yikes, dads. Ain't nothing slick about the belt <laughs> the case. The opposite of cool. Oh, show, just play your card a little bit close to the vest, a.k.a. put that thing in your pocket, sir. My man, that looks like a loaf of bread is on your hip. <laughs> Chill, dad. That is like the brick that was the car phone, but on your hip. Yeah. yeah. He'd be walking like he... He being all dads, yes. the royal dad, <laughs> yeah. would be walking through the kitchen, just like bumping into counters, just like <laughs> clipping things. With your huge ass beeper. But let's fast forward to present day. This yeah. is the No Joke Podcast, and it's the second act. Yes. And Lord knows that we have moved past Snake. Yes. And we have moved past beepers. Yes. Because now we have the strongest device in the world at our fingertips. Now we all just have little, tiny, little genius computer boxes in our pockets at all times. That's right. And that's what we call phones now. Phone means, it's like the word, literally the word phone, the meaning of the word has literally changed. It, it seems like uh, making phone calls now is the... 40th most interesting thing your phone can do? Literally. And almost at this point, with the sort of propensity of people to text and to whatever, to use all these other less voice-to-voice -voice forms of communication, phone calls are super intimate now. Yeah. In 2016, if you talk to someone on the phone, that's like going to – you might as well go to their house. It's like, like if someone knocks on my door now, it's almost like scary. Exactly. And it's like if someone's calling me now, it's like what pervert calls Who people? calls these days? Right. I yeah. mean you can catch – imaginary Pokemon on Earth on your phone. phone. And that is so much more normal than calling your aunt. That's weird, man. You just text Aunt Marilyn. You're so right. Right. Uh, yes, that's what phones have become. Phones have become, like exactly what you said, just to echo, the phone function of the phone is not compelling. Right. That is not why people have phones, to Pe have a phone. People are offended now when you get voicemails. <laughs> that's true. I haven't listened to, if anyone listening to this has my phone number, don't leave me any more voicemails. <laughs> yeah. And I mean this out of respect for you. Yeah. I'm not even doing this for myself. I, I probably have a number 241 yes. next to my voicemails right now. Yes. Because I know that if it is important. Text me. There's an inevitable. Yeah. A, you can immediately text me. Yes. That message can come through. Right away. There's 10 thousand ways it's the information age yes there's a whole list of ways that you can get in touch with me That's and right. if you don't the voicemail probably just is a pocket call it seems silly now to what like to call another human being and like the it's ringing it's like what am i doing waiting like 
I'm just like waiting for this person to pick up. Like the phone is ringing. Like, right. I don't have time for this. <laughs> phone etiquette has changed. It really has. So, so much. But one of the things I admire about you, Billy, is that I feel like you go out of your way, especially now that there's a trillion different ways to contact people right. and phone calls are going the way of the dodo. I right. feel like you make a point to call – to like keep in touch with old friends and just friends yeah. specifically via phone call. Right. So I do. You And we I think we touched on this very briefly in the romance episode with uh, Jake Weissman. Yes. Which is that there's something really rewarding to me about telling people when I'm proud of them. Yeah. I really like telling people that I'm proud of them. Yeah. It's just something that – Makes me feel good, and I like seeing the look on their face nice. because it's a weird thing now. People are kind of just like expectations are higher or different, or people are more emotionally suppressed or right. more careful with their words. Right. But I do it, and this and people are shocked. Usually, the the first response is like, "Why are you saying this?" Almost to me? like you're making fun of them. It's like, like exactly, but it immediately breaks down into let's be real now. Yeah. And these phone calls are very much the same yeah. way. Where when you just, when someone says, what's wrong? Why are you calling me? And it's like, I have nothing to say. I just want to call you and let's just see where this goes for a few yeah. minutes. Those conversations feel good. Yeah, they feel really good. And you know who else that feels really good for? The person who receives it. You better believe it. It's a shock. Yeah. Because while it seems like everyone is like, as the world gets smaller, we also get like spread further apart. Like yeah. actual relationships move to the side yeah. as like you're friends with 5,500 people on the internet. Quote unquote friends. Yeah. Right. You still have access to talk to them yeah. if you want. Yeah. You can call them and then they're real again. I know. And it's like, and it's, it, there's just something I would encourage people to go into their phone and just scroll through it. And if there's somebody on the list where you're like, you know what? They're just on the line enough. Haven't spoken to them in three years, but we did have something cool. I bet that they would be really surprised and excited or like, whoa, what are yeah. you doing here? Yes. I would encourage you to take your shot. Yes. Take the open shot. Yeah. Take a chance. It's will, That's a, a risk worth taking to reach out to somebody and be like, hey, this is my voice. Remember, we have voices. For you and your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Jake mentioned how it was something where a lot of people feel like they just don't matter on this earth. Right. They walk around thinking, well, no one's thinking about me and I don't care about myself. And this is just a long, weird, lonely life. Yes. And you get that one phone call and you're like, huh. The world's not that weird. I know. And that's where phones can really come in yes. and tie people together. And I feel like there's like a nostalgia factor too that's tied in where it's like, uh, uh, maybe you do this too, but like with my high, specifically my high school friends, mm. um, I, I don't know, maybe it's because like that we formed our relationship so much over the phone. Like that's when we were talking on the phone all the time. Right. To my friend Sean and Jesse and Nicole and Matt and Brendan, like my high school youth friends. Right. That it feels more gratifying and more satisfying to still maintain, to talk to, I talked to Sean yesterday for an hour and Jesse for an hour. It's like that makes, that still feels the most correct yep. or something. Maybe because like I said, when we became friends at 13, that's what we were doing. We were right. calling each other all the time and it feels right, right to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I like talking about phone etiquette. That's something that is quite real and changes over time. Yes. Um, second act break. Let's do it. There is – we have a few options. Okay. You mentioned what song from oh, – Oh, well, the telephone song from Bye Bye Birdie. Can you just sing a line from that? Hi, Alice. <gasps> Hi, Margaret. Great. What's the story? Okay. You know what? Yeah. So that is on one end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, that could be one. The song that I was thinking yes. was uh, – it's from a rap group called The Firm, okay. which was Nas, Foxy Brown, and Fo AZ, yes, I believe. Yes, AZ. And the song is called Phone Tap. <laughs> okay. Do you know that song? I don't think I do off the top of my head. Listen, it might get dirty. It might get rough. Let's go. Well, are you sure? Because <laughs> yeah. we can go. We can go Broadway musical. Every, or we can... Everybody knows Bye Bye Birdie. We've all seen it. And Margaret is an adorable <laughs> number. I'm a little more interested in what AZ has to say about phone taps. I love that you live in a world where you assume everyone has seen Bye Bye Birdie and not Nas. <laughs> exactly. Oh. I have a warped sense of reality. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> 
So we're going to go the firm phone Let's tap. do it, man. Hell yeah. This song's rough. Foxy B. My mom's going to be hella rugged That's in okay. the Toyota Camry right now. Exactly. Bumping this. If you're at the gym, you're about to get hella rugged. Put that beeper down. Listen up. Yo, this Sesco. Who this? What's the dilly? I just touched grounds down to Philly. Bought a pound with me. Fast floating around Philly. Trying to find limbs.
That was the song Phone Tap by The Firm, and I could listen to that song 55 times in a row. The 90s made yeah. hip-hop beats that were like one four-bar measure that just you could go forever and ever. Just the most pleasing loop, like that little Spanish guitar riff. Yeah. Like that is what I live for. Wu-Tang's Triumph is the same way. That's all it's I need. just It's one loop over and over, and it's beautiful yes yeah maybe you and i had different listening styles where i would find the one song that i like couldn't stop listening to like the city from wu-tang forever or like probably half the songs that Nas made Mm. and i would just like run it into the ground and listen to it like on repeat oh yeah days yeah yeah um yeah biggie had a line in juicy was like i used to let my tape pop till my tape popped because he would just play cassette tapes until the tape would pop would pop yeah Yeah, you just run it into the ground yes yes um who in your hip-hop opinion who is carrying the mantle for that sort of simple production of like is there someone now that is like producing oh man it would have been dilla it would have been dilla and it still kind of feels like it is because it is his music still keeps coming out yes that guy bishop naru i don't know if he makes his own beats but he's a rapper who to me is like very nazesque mm. um that he i feel like his our friend brendan chills actually will introduce us to him okay. but um he's amazing and he's like some young kid from new york and right. his beats are very stripped down and sort of nazi and basic like i that. love beats like that yeah then there's like uh my favorite producer man for a long time now is just blaze yeah and just for modern context as to the music that Just Blaze makes and has been making for a long time, yes. very huge orchestration and like big, beautiful, brassy songs. He made Beyonce's um, Freedom. Huge. Freedom, Huge. freedom, I can't move. Horns. Huge. Massive. Orchestral. If you love, if that song gets you fired up, yeah. if that song gets you hyped, yeah. go to the Wikipedia page of Just Blaze and those are every song he's made those are the beats and it's yes. not it is nothing like phone tap that right. we just listened to it's way more ornate and involved but just blaze if you don't if you want to learn more about hip-hop if you want to learn about like where your songs are actually coming from that dude has had his finger on a lot of hip-hop yes. for a very very long time. yes i've often said that if i could have any skill i would want if i could just like have any skill set fully formed it would be like pop slash hip-hop music producer essentially oh, really? what mike does yeah i just feel like that's such like just the magic makers man yeah. they go into a room and like they have a little keyboard or whatever yeah. and they just like come out with this like perfect catchy hooky amazing beat i would argue that that, so okay midlife crisis yeah um are at least in the white world because that's the world that i grew up in uh where you somehow get money that's not something that i've necessarily figured out how to do (laughs) me either but dads did yes um they would buy a porsche and that would be a sign or like a toupee or something and that would be a sign of a midlife crisis i would argue that the uh quarter life crisis the biggest example of that is a white guy buying a drum machine <laughs> and a sampler at like 27. I I'd be a DJ now. Yeah. It's like I've been listening to enough hip hop uh, at Cornell. Right. When I was at Cornell, and then when I was at the firm, and then when I was at uh, the, wall, the exchange. Uh, I could do it. Oh, I think I could I'd probably do it. Yeah. And then you just start tapping the ba, ba, cha, 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 and you don't know how to do it. And suddenly you're like, maybe I shouldn't. Exactly. That's usually a clear sign that I am a white guy in a quarter life crisis. I'm fully there. Right, I'm fully there. I would love a drum machine, and this actually relates just to what we're talking about because now, with like our your cell phone could basically be your portable music studio if you wanted it to be. Right? I downloaded a drum machine. Yes. I'm looking at my phone right now. Yes, the app is called IMPC. <laughs> it is uh, it is uh, five dollars, which is a lot for an app. Oh, that is a lot. That's okay, a price your app. But the reason why I bought it is yes. sure it's an expensive app. When I was DJing. 
16, 17 when I was buying a lot of my gear. Right. I, I considered buying a drum machine and a sampler and just learning then. Yeah. If, you, if you learn then, then when you're 26 and you have your quarter life crisis, you've already been doing it's it like for 10 years. a language. You have it. Yes. Now you can do it. Right. Well, those pieces of equipment, drum machines and samplers specifically, are quite expensive. I'm sure. $400, $500, $600. And the only way that I was paying for my DJ gear was by DJing, DJing. parties. Right. So I, could, I didn't just have this like wealth of yeah. cash. And I kind of liked the fact that my parents weren't giving me money. It was all it was really earned. I'm doing this. I never had the $800 spare cash to get the drum machine. Right. Who does? But then phones in 2014... <laughs> bastardize <laughs> yes. everything yeah. hardware is just yeah. obsolete yes and now i buy that drum machine that cost me 600 would have cost me six to eight hundred dollars 499 499 and it's prefaced by saying that's an expensive <laughs> it's app. really expensive it's shocking when anything these days isn't just free right just isn't like a free thing that you get for free because everything is on the internet yeah. which means that there's competition yes. which means that the prices have to be driven down and yes. it's driven down to the point now where you can't even charge for it if you should if you have it yeah exactly that is the sort of like the double-edged sword of this phone culture and this sort of the prevalence of cell phones and how powerful they are how they're like little miracle computers Computers right. that we have here yeah. is that it's totally democratized every single skill set, and yeah. if you have five bucks, you can be a DJ. Correct, and for better and worse, I guess. Yeah. For, I mean, much for the better because people, you know, it's just excess. You don't have to shell out eight hundred dollars. It's obviously way more accessible just on your phone. You can sort of dip your toe into whatever world you want. But it's worse for the people creating the hardware. Perhaps so. Obsolete. Yeah. Um, it's yes. the third act of the No Joke podcast. We want to talk about our future with phones. Yeah. The future is now. Let's talk about our current phones yeah. and what's on them. Great. I think that usually what you can see on a person's phone reveals a lot about that That's person. Right. Like have you ever like looked at your friend's phone and you're like, "Wow, they have like a lot of like apps that have monsters." Yeah. And it's just like, "What what do you do? Who are you really?" Didn't realize you were so into stocks, Jeff. Yeah. Well, like you have a lot of uh, Nasdaq apps yeah. on here. <laughs> I found multiple Mortal Kombat games <laughs> yeah, on really? my friend's phone once and I was like, "Who are you?" Yeah, like because it's very personal. Yeah. This isn't this isn't broadcast. Your apps aren't broadcast. Yeah. These are all the things they have. So you can kind of be who you want to be. That's right. So Adam, we'll go back and forth. Do you what is the, your most used app? I mean, look, I'm going to sound like a basic B here, but like Instagram. Okay. It's like, I know that I'm like a 33-year-old man who is sort of vaguely a millennial. Sure. Uh, but Instagram is my thing. I used to have Facebook and Twitter, the apps on the phone, but yeah. I sort of discarded those only Why? because massive time suck. I just wanted to to give myself a barrier there you go. in between me just like mindlessly scrolling Facebook and Twitter. That's an admirable basic B, though. Because it's yeah. because you you knew that you kind of wanted to see yeah you realized that it wasn't helping you out right and you were self aware enough to say I got to cut it out of my life yeah I got to cut it out I mean look do I still just like open my Safari app and go on Facebook and Twitter yeah uh huh so it's like has it cut down my my Facebook and Twitter scroll a little bit right probably but a little bit but it's also made it longer because now you have to type in F A C E B O O K okay into Safari and like dad. Dad. So, like, that's where I'm at. And, like, I think I'm hoping that just that one extra step of effort will dissuade me from even wanting to browse in the first place. Very complicated relationship <laughs> with your phone out the gate. It is my ally and my rival. You realize yeah. you have, like, this. So, we both have uh, iPhones. Yes. This is some of the strongest technology in the world. It's limitless. I know. It's limitless. Okay. Do you have any other apps on there at all? I mean, I have like a Google Doc. I have like the podcast. Not really. The answer is is no. I 
I'm not maybe the poster child for like the embracing of technology. You and I have talked about this before. You're much more adventurous and game when it comes to – and 99% of the world is instantly embracing these these new technologies. I don't, I'm a little more reluctant. I don't know if this is true, but I'm going to take a stab and say the screen on your phone is cracked. Hell of cracked. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? You are, and I love you. <laughs> that, that goes without saying. Yes. Uh you're a cracked phone guy. Yeah, I know. There are those people operating <laughs> in society where it's like I could just point at them and be like, they have a cracked. It's phone. like runny nose. It's like I always have a oh, runny nose. Oh, oh, I always have a so, booger. Yeah, you're yeah. so right. There <laughs> were those very... kids, man. In your school class, you could say who the booger kids were. <laughs> yes, they always had crusty boogers. <laughs> Adam, man, I hate to, I hate to say anything <laughs> negative about you. It's okay. You were never the booger kid, but you somehow grew into. The cracked phone cracked guy. Cracked phone is 21st century booger kid. I'm totally that. Because when you're looking at the booger kid, you're saying, just wipe your nose, Wipe your nose. It's so easy. Like, you are choosing to- It's neglect. Look, you're choosing to look ratty. Like, a little ratty. Yeah. And our phones are- Are, are our noses. Are our faces, yeah. basically. <laughs> that's right. That's the truth. And, you, of course, you have a cracked screen. Cracked as shit. Why don't you fix that? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I would ask – I would answer that question with a question and say, why don't I fix that? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good, good question to the answer of which I still have not found. Clean your face. Clean my – you have boogers all over your phone. Right. Get them off. Right. Yeah. Um, your phone is in per, is perfectly preserved. Perfectly preserved. Yeah. Um, iPhone 6, the big one. Yeah. Um, Do you like the bigger size? You know, I didn't at first. I yes. have big hands. Yes. And I still found that like uh, when I spread my hand like yes. a hand turkey size. Yes. Um, it like I couldn't grip it anymore. Yeah, it's I, big. It's real big. But then you start getting used to it. And, and the Netflix app that I have on my phone and the YouTube app that I have on my phone and all the video sharing apps that I have on my phone, it's all just better. Yep. It's all just you better. acclimate. Yeah. Yeah. And like when you just start streaming stuff and watching videos, give me bigger is better. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I um, agree with you. To me, it's just about the thumb swipe uh, radius. You know what I mean? If mm. you need two hands to grip and swipe right. and drag. You don't need two hands. Okay, good. Don't need two hands. <laughs> okay, great. And you know what that sounds like to me? That yeah. sounds like I remember when Blackberries were kind of still like – Ahead of the iPhone. Yes. And people are like, I just like tapping the buttons. It's the visceral, tangible, I like pushing the T. Right. No, you're just afraid to advance. Yes, exactly. You just, yeah, you have your creature comforts, but there's better out there. Yes. Yeah. A little afraid of shit. Now, you are, you probably have, what apps do you have on your awesome cell phone? Um, so, okay. What do you use most frequently? Most frequently, I think there's a way of finding out, but I'll say oh. that I've talked about the hype machine before. Oh, yes. That is a great way, the hype machine. If you are looking to find new cool music for free, Download the hype machine. Cool. That's a great one. Great. I also have radio.com. I'm from New York and I moved to Los Angeles. But if you move out of town, say you go to college, guys like me and girls as well, if you were a sports fan, yep. you were raised on your sports you talk your radio. local radio heads. Like, I don't know how to get like real authentic Mets phone yeah. calls in. And so the people that you grew up with listening to, you can get all of them by going to radio.com. That's cool. That makes me feel very good. You go Hot 97. Is that where you're getting like Peter Rosenberg, et cetera? I have the Hot 97 app That's as well. That's a whole separate app. That's a whole separate Holy one. Holy shit. That one's called Where Hip Hop Lives. Oh. Hot 97 and Power 106. God You get damn. those for free. Mm. Where Hip Hop Lives. So if you're from New York and you're like, I just want to hear Funkmaster Flex drop a bomb on that. 
Get where hip hop lives. Okay, that's good to know. Okay, Waze. Yes. There's obviously the Google Maps. That's the default. Gotta go Waze. Yes. Why do you like Waze so much? All right. Well, first, it uh, at least the current version that I have with Google Maps, it doesn't uh, acclimate and change with traffic. It has. It doesn't. It has its most, at least the one that I have, but I also haven't updated in a long time because Waze is just, it works airtight for yeah. me. But not only is Waze very reliable, but you can change the voice to T-Pain. Get out of here. Come on. It's fun like that? Turn left. Stop. It's auto Oh, I dude. didn't realize it was fun. All I do is drive, 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 no matter no, what. Like that? Oh, my God. Waze. I didn't realize that you were that fun. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, now I need to get Waze. You got to go into the settings yeah. of a lot of these apps. T-Pain. I have, though, just to shrink it down, I have yes. one, two, three, four, four pages of apps. Wow. How many pages do you have? A half. A half page. One, I have one page, one and a half pages of phone accoutrement, and that's it. And like I said, I'm a Philistine, and 95% of them are the ones that come with the phone. Right. Maps, Game Center, Newsstand, right. Health, never using any of these ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's I've never once clicked on that. Yeah, there are a lot of apps that come with the new phone as well that it's like stocks. Yeah. Like, come on, look at me. Like, I, I, I'm Look not, at me? Like, just iTunes, if you could just, or Apple seller, just like identify who this person is and just get rid of a couple of these apps. And that if that's so iTunes, funny. you. Yes. Find friends. Yes. iMovie. Yes. I'm not using many of these. Yes. Speaking of Apple knowing things about you, and I know this is a much larger conversation, but do you ever get freaked out that the phone, while it is our portal to the entire world and we can literally find anything out ever, that it sort of works in the reverse where it's like this weird uh, tracker. I'm like this, like we're ch kind of chained to it in a way where. You know, that that information goes both ways. It's that we can learn everything about everyone and everyone can learn everything about us because we have this thing. Should that, that ever make you nervous? No. It should, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But the whole world has crossed yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. And I'm of the belief that we will all be robots and that we will all want to be robots. Yeah, yeah. This Pokemon Go game that's out right now. Jesus, I've it, never it, seen it, anything go so viral so fast. It has married the world of what's on your phone. You just hold your phone up and walk around your real streets. What is happening? And there are Pokemon that pop out of the bushes. And you snap them, you catch them, and now you're outside and you're interacting with the world. We want the world to just be a big dumb palette yes. for us to be interacting with so much more digitally than biologically. Yeah. Augmented reality. Yes. Just like these augmentations. So. It's crazy. This Pokemon thing feels like, I know it's like hot off the press and like a weekend old, mm. but it feels game changey. And yeah. that it's like this, 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 actually seamless reality augmentation yes folding in video games and digital stuff with ir freaking l this is what we want yeah this is what the people want clearly what will be antiquated about it so soon yeah is our phones yeah it seems right. so clunky and funny that everywhere we go we still have to hold this, this device up yeah at some point we're just gonna want this ability in us. Yes. On us. Yes. We don't need to hold up a device. We'd rather have two free hands that seem so silly that we needed a CD to play music. Yes, exactly. I guess it will seem so antiquated. Everything like... is just trying to remove the device. Yes. We'll just have it. Yes. How are we going to do it? We're going to replace one of our eyeballs yep. with a supercomputer. I don't even doubt it, even for a second. I it might have been it. episode one, two, three, four. We talked about this at length. Yeah. I believe we want to be robots. Yeah. I believe that we will find a way 
to do it. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> in our I, lifetime. I believe you're right. And I think that Pokemon Go and all these apps that we're talking about will just keep like digging their claws into us more and more where it becomes part of our lifestyle. Yeah. And that the phone, like we said, you don't need to make calls as much. You just need all the other capabilities, superhuman capabilities that it frankly provides you. Yeah. All of the traffic information in the world. Yeah. All of your contacts in the world. Yeah. Everything you need is in this phone. Yeah. People are going to say, everything I need in this phone, I'd rather just possess. Yeah, in my All body. of this digital crypto information. Put it in I'd my bloodstream. Put it in my bloodstream. Put it in my right eyeball. <laughs> yeah. It'll look the same. Maybe it's just a contact lens. Yes. But we want it in our bodies. Yes. We will want it in our bodies because we have it in our phones I and we right. know it's real. God damn it, Billy. You're right. You're like, uh, like not even an, it's not even an evil prophecy. You're just saying what's going to happen. It's it, not evil at all. Why do I think it's evil? It's the, not. Exactly. It's not. It's like, <laughs> it's happening now. It's just the life. Yeah. We're in evolution. The, we're still in the beta stages yes. and we need one decoder ring yes. to pull it off. And that decoder ring is currently our phones. I think you're right. Can I interject with something fairly old and fuddy-duddy-ish to say? Yeah. Which is that when it comes to the actual phone call experience of have, of talking and conversing on the phone, um, I don't know the last time you've actually spoken to someone on a landline. Yeah. But it's way better. Clean. It's way better in terms of the, yes, the transmitting of the sound and just like the experience of speaking to someone on a, on a landline phone. Yeah. Now, because it still feels novel – Oh, now it, that it feels novel, uh, it, it's still the optimal to me is like the platonic ideal of a phone experience. So yeah. I'm wondering if my future self, maybe I'll have a cell phone for all the augmented reality to look on Instagram, to text with my friends, and then maybe I have a landline okay. in my home where for fo- actual telephone calls. Great. Maybe that's a reality that I live in. Well, if I ever travel to 1987, <laughs> I'll call you on mine. <laughs> yeah, but until do. then, I'm jamming my phone <laughs> in my eye. Into my brain. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and therein lies the difference between Adam Lustig <laughs> and Billy Scafuri. Yes, I think so. That's the phone app. Good uh, one, Bill. Good one, Adam. Good talk. Um, I say that we sign off on the podcast and go right back onto our phones. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, great. I already have my hand on mine. Well, for the No Joke Podcast, I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. It was another great episode, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>